0: Hi, this is John Nelson. This is Jimmy Maurer. Hi, I'm Andres Zenoda, and you're listening to the Dallas Soccer Show.
1: The Dallas Soccer Show, presented by The Striker. We're your guides to the roller coaster that is FC Dallas fandom. We just passed our fifth year of doing this show, making us the longest running FC Dallas podcast in your podcast app today. I'm Dustin Nation, and in this episode, it'll it'll be a little different than normal in that it's just me here with you. Uh, the midweek matches really mess with our schedules, so we couldn't get the crew rallied, but I still wanted to talk uh, a little bit about FC Dallas. Uh, So instead of the crew, I talked about FC Dallas with fans and players after the Philadelphia match there at the stadium, and we'll get to that in a little bit, including the part of the match that made Edwin Surio the happiest, Uh, but we'll do that right after a uh, quick recap first. So FC Dallas comes into the, the match against Philadelphia on a high they played San Jose on Saturday. Uh, they had a four, they won four to one. They had four goals. Jesus Ferreira had a, um, a brace. So he had two and Marco Marco Farfan got his first career goal. And Alan, uh, Valesco actually, uh, scored again and, and increased his tally a little bit. So you know, lots of lots of firepower. San Jose is not a a powerhouse this season. In the fact, they just got uh, a new coach in in uh, Luchi Gonzalez, and I'm sure we'll probably cover that in in a little bit of a later episode uh, whenever there's more people to talk about it. But. uh but yeah, I mean, you're supposed to beat San Jose because they're, you know, not very good. And FC Dallas did, and they did it in in uh, flying high fashion. And so they're riding a lot of momentum coming into the midweek against Philadelphia. Um, I think a lot of people may have expected some some rotation, given that we saw heavy rotation against New York in the midweek midweek match, and they are also a a. Um, a contender and a top team in the Eastern conference, just like Philadelphia actually leads the Eastern conference. So, uh, but actually that didn't happen. Um, Both teams were pretty close. The FC Dallas was arguably at their full strength lineup and Philadelphia was one or two pieces away from having a a full strength lineup. So it was actually, um, you know, it, it turned out to be more of a, of a measuring stick game than you, you might expect given that, uh, you know, they are a top team and you want to see how you're doing against them. So uh first half, FC Dallas comes out, they've got a very clear game plan. Um, they're very adamant about playing it out of the back. I don't I can't remember one long goal kick that Martin Poss took in that first half. I think almost every time they just knocked it over the center back. Um, and then f- and and tried to work their way up. And then then from there, Uh, you know, they, they recycle around the back quite a bit and then they, they'd make a line, find a, and open up a line breaking pass up to about midfield, work it out to the outside. And then they kind of use their speed and, and, uh, some direct like long balls on the side, uh, on the flanks to kind of work the ball into the attacking zone and then work their way back into the middle. Uh, in fact, um, both uh, Sebastian Lejet and Jesus Ferreira talk about it. And we'll have that, that audio here coming and up coming up. Um, and you know, uh, they, there's a lot of that going on. And then in the 34th minute, Jesus Ferreira got his 15th goal of the season and uh, it was one nil. And that's where it stayed for the, for the match. Uh, the second half, like I, I gotta be honest, it went by really quick. I don't remember a whole lot of, of the action, I know it got kind of chippy there. There were some dust ups. Uh, Jesus Ferreira did get his um, a yellow card in one of the altercations after one of the players completely just kicked out at at uh, Paxton Pommacco after the ball had left. Uh, and with that yellow card, Jesus will miss the Nashville match. So, so no Jesus Ferreira on the weekend. Um, The other thing of note from the second half that I, that I'll touch on is that there were no subs from Nico until the 82nd minute. It was maybe partially why it felt like it flew by just because the, the the team was just out there uh, playing on. And you know, there were, there weren't subs to remind you of what minute it was. It just, the, the, the match kept going. I think Philly had a halftime sub and then another sub, but Um, I've seen Nico Estevez did not sub until the 82nd minute. So I don't know what that might say about, um, the, I think it says probably more about the match. So you might make an argument that maybe it says something about, um, maybe a different strategy to try to, to, you know, kill off a one, one nil game. But, um, I think that's arguable. I, I don't know which side of that that I'd take, uh, without a little bit more thought. Um, but yeah, that's, so there it ended one nil FC Dallas in third place in the East, um, behind Austin with that win. And so, you know, it's, it is, uh, you know, any win you can get is a good one. And a win against the top team in the, in the, uh, opposing or the opposite conference is, is, is really It's a really good measuring stick. Some might even call it a statement game. Um, But yeah, uh, normally after this, you'd uh, hear the thoughts from our panel on the match at this point. Uh, But instead, I I actually found people in the stands after the match to get their opinions. Uh, Special thanks to John, Martin and Ethan for their time after the match. Uh, So let's uh, let's see what John and Martin had to say about the match.
0: What's your name? John. John. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on the, the 1-0 victory? Uh, I think it was uh, f- tough, fought, and uh, well-earned, but uh, I think we showed more out of it than just one nil yeah. close out a game right oh yeah it's uh but we didn't tie at home so that's uh three points at home it's good but uh, i think alan velasquez is the best uh, signing this year yeah. uh he's a young guy that's coming up and he's definitely going to uh, show us what what the future of our fc uh, dallas is about thanks john What's your name? I'm Martin.
2: Martin? Yes, sir. Hi. Right. What's your thoughts on the match? Oh, the match today was uh, great, honestly.
1: Yeah. Do you have a player in the match? Uh, Yafari coming in at the end, honestly. All right, yeah, just clearing stuff. Clearing stuff out. Matt? Yes, sir. Thoughts on uh, Legit as a signing so far? Ooh, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Okay. Yeah. All right, and then uh, I also caught up with Ethan over by the supporters group. Uh, it turns out it was Ethan's first Dow- FC Dallas match. So, uh, super interesting. Here's here's Ethan. My name's
0: Ethan Villa, uh, player of the match, uh, Lou Ferrero. It was a crazy game. Um, my first Dallas game, they came out and they played real hard. This your first one? Yeah, awesome, a good yeah. one to come to. It was awesome, it was awesome. They played real well. We uh, get like one of the best teams. Philadelphia, we came,
1: came away with the W. It was great. It was nice. Great game. Will you be back? Of course. Of All course. Right. All right. Uh, so that's kind of what uh, you, the fans, thought of, of the match. Um, and then I also caught up with some of the players after the match. There's uh, You can go into the locker room after the match and talk to the players. Um, and – so I kind of just hoarded a lot of that audio of of them being interviewed by various journalists. I think John Arnold from The Striker was there, and Dan Crook from third degree were was there as well. And then uh Garrett Melser from FC Dallas. So you'll hear them kind of ask some questions as well as me as uh in some of these. There's lots of this audio, probably like 15, 20 minutes of 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 various players being interviewed. So I went ahead and broke the the match down by kind of like some of the big storylines coming out of the match just to try to um, be more concise. So uh, I think one of the biggest storylines coming out of the match was just, just the goal um, and that, that Jesus Ferreira scored and, and what that goal how that goal kind of fit into how the team set up and the team was actually looking to attack and kind of what I p- touched upon earlier about how they attacked um, Philadelphia on the wings and then kind of looked to exploit their center backs after they uh, got into the zone. So here's uh, Sebastian Lejet on, on uh, kind of the game plan.
2: How does the coaching staff make sure you guys are understanding the game plan with that quick turnaround? It seemed like tonight they had a very specific style of what they wanted you guys to do that you executed, if not perfection, very yeah, close to how you wanted to. Yeah, how do they make sure I, you guys get it? Yeah, I think I think first half we, I mean, we worked really hard during the week. Uh, you know, just even if we weren't on the field because we were recovering, we were doing you know, video and just trying to nail down certain things. And I think, uh, funny enough, our goal is something we work on a lot. You know what I mean? The, the midfielder to the winger winger to a, a cutback you know a, a great finish by Jesus again so and um, we got we got guys
1: that are flying fly indeed uh and one of the players that is flying the season is Jesus Ferrer and here's what he had to say on uh the goal and on the game plan that uh Sebastian Legette just mentioned Jesus can you walk us through that goal
3: yeah, I mean, uh, the play before that, I talked to Paul and told him that anytime that he's on, on a breakaway, uh, the defenders always run towards the goal and leave the, the top of the box open and that I'm always going to come uh, late to support him. And that's exactly what he did. Uh, he hold the play and uh, waited for me to get there. And then I just took, took a touch and hit it.
1: It looked like uh, the Philadelphia center back, especially last night, was struggling a little bit, especially when he had the ball. As a striker, do you sense that and see that and then try to like, exploit it during the match? Or like, do you even notice that?
3: No, yeah. I mean, obviously, today I was playing a different role. I was staying more with the sticks and the uh, wingers were pressing the center back. So um, anytime that I have to press the center backs, so I kind of like to read it and see what their tendencies are. And so if I can pick up on something, then uh, then I'll do it.
1: All right, and that goal was, we said earlier, was Jesus, uh, Jesus uh 15th goal of the season, which is three shy of the FC Dallas record of 18 that is co-held by Kenny Cooper and Jason Kreiss. Uh And uh, Gary Meltzer kind of asked Jesus on, on that record and, and what that record might may, mean to him. Uh, so here's Jesus Ferrer.
0: Uh, heard goal tonight: three away from a of all time, single season record of eighteen. What would it mean to you to to reach that record or to even break it?
3: No, it would it would be an amazing feeling. Um, I'm obviously always trying to break records here in the club. Uh, this is a club that I've been uh, watching growing up, and uh, to be able to be in the history books for a club that that I love and that I grew up watching, uh, it would be amazing.
1: All right. Yeah, it will be amazing. He'll have to do it after Nashville, though. Like we said, he will miss the Nashville match through yellow card accumulation. Uh, there is no like good behavior or policy or anything like that to get that uh, yellow card stricken from the record. So, um, yeah, but one of the other big talking points coming up to the match, and even kind of after the match, there's a lot of talk about, um, was the this was the first match that Paxton Pomnikol got to play with the new guy uh, Sebastian Leget and you know there's a lot of excitement about the t- the pairing and and how those two might play off of each other and play well together so um they were asked about it after the match and here is Sebastian Leget on um linking up with Paxton Pomnikol
2: First time you start with Paxton, it's yeah. a partnership that fans are really excited about seeing. That is kind of, I think, you know, something that you guys want to see mature. How did you feel like it went? Oh to- man, yeah, we we knew it. We uh, honestly, we were waiting for it. Uh, obviously, we were waiting for him to get healthy again. And, I mean, you know, I, I played against him, I played with him, and you know, with the national team and stuff. And he's a he, he's, he's a top talent, you know. So honestly, it was a joy, and we just keep going on it.
1: And conversely, here is Paxton Pominchall on the other side of that coin, and how he felt about uh, playing with with Legit for the first time. Your first
0: start alongside Sebastian LeJet in the field. How do you think that partnership's coming along? Yeah, it's great. Love uh, Sebastian uh, he's a good guy. Been on the national team a couple times that I was there, and uh, we're really really lucky and happy to have him here with us. And uh, it, was, it was fun to play with him today.
1: All right, so a, a budding a budding um, partnership there in the midfield, and. Kind of one of the interesting things that we learned after the match when we were, we were talking to Nico Estevez about how they approached the match was um actually Paxton Pomacall was pulled back a little bit from his role, his normal role, and was tasked with sitting with Cerrio kind of at the at the point of a four the the so like Philadelphia plays in a diamond midfield. And so they wanted Paxton and Curiel to kind of put numbers on the point of that diamond, uh, right, right in front of the defensive line. So, um, actually, Paxton and Surreal got to play. Uh, to, like I would say, they had a little bit more of um, a role together in that match than did Paxton and LeJet. So, um, they, and they were both asked about about that afterwards after we learned what uh, Nico Estevez had had them doing so here is Paxson on pairing up with Sirio uh, in defense
0: First
2: start since the little bit of a knock against the Sounders, the game plan Nico said was to have you drop with Edwin and, Edwin and play a yeah. significant part of the game. How'd you feel out there? And it seemed like the game plan worked, maybe not to perfection, but pretty darn well.
0: Yeah, no, I thought that um, at least offensively, the way we wanted to build out um, was executed really well. And we saw it in the first half, the, the connections of me and Edwin super tight worked really well. And we were able to switch field and, and attack with uh, with pace once we did so. And uh, uh, yeah, so credit to them for for setting that up and it uh, worked pretty well. How do they
2: make it so that you guys understand the role so quickly? Why are you guys able to, to sort of, you know, it was a quick turnaround and yet it seemed like the ideas were on the field like they needed to be.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that we have a really uh, smart collective group that that understands um, what the coaching staff wants each, each and every game um, and each opponent is different and it's a new challenge mm-hmm. and, and uh, this one was very specific on how we could exploit them, and um, all the guys were on board and
1: got to win, so. Indeed, and uh, just like we had the converse of the other partnership with Paxton, let's hear from Sergio on, on that as well. Coach mentioned dropping, you know, trying to drop uh, Paxton back
3: where you kind of have a
2: mm-hmm. not quite a double pivot, but, you know,
3: just kind yeah. of drop in to deal with the top of the line. Yeah. So, um, I think our game plan was to have uh, Paxton kind of come low and link with me uh, and try to get it to fullback to fullback, um, which I thought very successful. But the way they play with the diamond midfield, it, it does kind of go man to man sometimes the way they press. Um, we find ways around that. And when we did find it, um, when we could switch and then switch back uh, spaces up and up. And I think, um, that's when we were uh, most successful.
1: Yeah. We, I mentioned earlier that they, that when they were playing out from the back that they would, um, switch it around the back and kind of go f- side to side until they could find that, that linking pass in the, into the midfield. And, um, you know that's that is what uh, Serio was talking about there, and, and you have to have players in order to go from side to side. You kind of do have to go through the middle, or you're throwing a lot of long balls. Uh, someone we someone we didn't get to hear from was Emma Tulmasi in that match, and Emma actually played a huge role in the in the match just because uh, he was helping the the right side go down and attack, and he had a ton of touches and a ton of passes. I think he led the team in passes. Um, it, it was a uh, several players, I think Paul Ariola. I didn't get audio of it, but Paul, Paul Ariola mentioned uh, Emma Tomasi and probably one of the best games that he's seen Emma play. So a lot of positives in that match against a, a very tough, tough defensive or sorry, tough uh, team in Philadelphia. Uh, in the second half, it did get a little bit. F- Physical and there were some some chippy there was some chippiness uh, And some of the players kind of talked about that and and so here is Sebastian Lejet. he uh, did play against Philadelphia several times whenever he was up in New England So here is what he had to say about Philadelphia
2: But more than anything for me I, I take away the, the character oh because against that team even if you play nice They're still going to just keep coming at you We played them twice in twice and you know with New England and these guys never get up. so it's very encouraging for us
1: and, and Paxton Pomacall played a, a very physical match he, he got kicked at. Um, he was going after players. You saw him bouncing off of players uh, as he was trying to get, get the ball and just use his body. Um, and coming off of an injury, I was a little bit concerned. So I did ask him how he's feeling uh, about that. And here's what he had to say it turned into a pretty physical match there um you running around running into players left and right like how's your body feeling after that match i feel good
0: ready to go (laughs) got a game on sunday (laughs) uh
1: i'm not sure how much i'd take it take that i mean like he said he seems pretty enthusiastic about it but like uh when he was having his injury woes uh a season or two ago he would tell me the same thing whenever i'd ask him how he's feeling and so, you know, uh, take that with a grain of salt and we'll see if he's on the team sheet and you know, how, how much, if any load management's going to happen as he gets back in from his knock in, in the game against Seattle. So, uh, we'll see if he's how much of a, of a part of the match on Sunday against Nashville he plays. Um, and this, I've kind of teased it at the beginning of the match. This next clip, uh, clip, just imagine Edwin Cerio with the biggest smile you've ever seen on a, on a guy's face uh, I asked him about the physical nature of the match and man the guy's the guy's face just lit up and he talked about it and it's uh it's it was, it was really fun here's here's uh here's that clip Having watched you kind of like grow up and come on, come up with your career, you kind of know you, you play a little, with a little bit of an edge. Is this kind of the match you live for with all the physicalities? Um, I like it. I enjoy it. Um,
3: I enjoy making
1: other people mad,
3: um, <laughs> even though sometimes I don't I don't take it personal. But I just like that they get riled up. And I, th- I just think it's funny. And I enjoy it, to be honest, um, and when there's certain plays and I can go on a little harder. Um, that's, that's, what I, that's what I like to do. Um, but, yeah, it makes me happy that uh, other players are getting mad, and it makes me enjoy the game a little bit more.
1: All right. Well, something that makes FC Dallas fans happy is three points, and FC Dallas was able to come away with three points against Philadelphia on Wednesday night. Um, like I said, next match is up against Nashville. They'll face the one-time FC Dallas player in, in Walker Zimmerman, and I think Dax McCarty, if he's still over there. I haven't checked that their lineup in a while. Um, but, yeah if uh you know this is normally not our format so let us know how you what you think about this format send us a, a message on twitter as uh at dallas soccer show just let us know uh whether you liked it whether you hated it but like bring back the other guys whatever uh we, we love to hear from you over there on twitter it's our main place where we, we communicate with y'all um if you want more more content. Uh, you can go to thestriker.com and there's all types of stuff there from FC Dallas. John Arnold is the beat writer for FC Dallas. He's got tons of stuff about FC Dallas and FC Dallas tangential things. Uh, They also picked up LAFC in LA and um, Atlanta is a recent add-on over at the Striker. And then um, our website is dallassoccershow.com You can find us either there or at thestriker.com So thank you so much for listening. Cheers everybody.